the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom and Chag Sameach, which means Happy Holiday. You know, this evening begins one of God's appointed times, Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks. Some call it Pentecost. And we should have a revival on our mind, right? Let's begin together with a word of prayer. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King. Lord, we thank you for our ability to celebrate your appointed times. We thank you, Father, for the blessings you give us. We cry out to you right now for Israel, Lord. And we just ask, Father, that that fighting would stop completely. We pray for the safety of Israel. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, of Jerusalem. We pray, O oh Lord, that these rockets would land inconsequentially, that nobody else would be hurt or killed. Father, we're asking, Lord, for the power of your Spirit to just rule in that Middle East area, Lord. And so as we are relatively safe here in the United States, we ask, O oh Lord, that you would pour out your Spirit on so many areas, whether it's Colombia or uh, Venezuela and other places where there's just tremendous unrest. And Lord, uh, Mexico and our border. Father, uh, we just give this all to you and ask for your, for your anointing to uh, change the things that are going on, Father. We just put it in your hands. So, Lord, we pray for this program now. We bless you. We thank you in the name of Yeshua. Amen and amen. Please ask the Lord if he is calling you to help support our program financially. It's been somewhat of a difficult year with the COVID, and sending an offering would certainly help us stay on the air. Also, I've written a booklet of scriptures that I think are great to pro- 
Pray and Proclaim in your quiet time. The booklet is called It Is Written. And so you would get one by calling Karen at 813-831-5673. You know, today is the last day we will be counting the Omer. So uh, would you join with me? Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech ha'olam Asher kedishanu b'mitzvotav v'tzivanu al sifarat ha'omer. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has set us apart by your commandments and has commanded us to count the Omer. Today is the seventh day of the seventh week, and day 49, I have counted the Omer. So our theme today in our last uh, Counting of the Omer devotional is we are heirs of God's promises and the scripture, Romans 4.13, for the promise to Abraham or to his seed to become heir of the world was not through the law, but through the righteousness based on trust. And Romans 8.16 and 17, the Ruach himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children also heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Messiah. If indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. Galatians 3:28 and 29. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female. You are all one in Messiah Yeshua, and if you belong to Messiah, then you are Abraham's seed, heirs according to the promise. Great scriptures, right? And please don't misunderstand that scripture. There's still Jews and Greeks. There's still slave and free, and there's still male and female. However, what this is saying is that regardless of who and what you are, you're all one in Messiah. Okay? Good. Just thought I'd clarify that. Galatians 4, 6, and 7. Now, because you are sons, God sent the Ruach of his Son into our hearts, who cries out, Abba, Father, So you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, also an heir through God. So I have two thoughts for the day. Uh, The first one comes from John Bunyan with some of his uh, interesting English. It goes like this. Faith receiveth the promise, embraceth it, and comfort it, the soul unspeakably with it. Faith is so great an artist in arguing and reasoning with the soul that it will bring over the hardest heart that it have to deal with. It will bring to my remembrance at once both the vileness against God and his goodness towards me. It will show me that though I deserve not to breathe in the air, yet that God will have me an heir of glory. Okay. And Thomas Watson, a man adopts one of his son and uh, adopts one for his son and heir that does not at all resemble him. But whoever uh, God adopts for his child is like him. He is not only bears his heavenly father's name, but his image. Colossians 3.10. 
So the challenge today is to be revived. You must know you are in the Lord. You are no longer a slave. You are a child of God and an heir to all his promises. And the final prayer here, Lord, let me see. Uh, Let me see me the way you see me. I come against every insecurity and lack of faith in the name of Yeshua. And look forward to you washing me with your revival spirit. Amen and amen. Last week we didn't finish our discussion on praying and proclaiming scripture. Um, And in these days, if you want to pray for our nation or particularly Israel with all the stuff that's going on there, I I just love Isaiah 45, 8. It is a scripture that I've been focusing on lately, and it says, Rain down, O heavens from above, and let the clouds pour down justice. Let the earth open up, let salvation sprout, and the righteousness spring up with it. I, Adonai, have created it. Great scripture to pray and to just... Uh, believe for salvation and and justice and righteousness. Oh, I love it. And I also have been praying Acts six thirty one. I've put my trust in the Lord Yeshua and I'm saved. But I am praying that me and my household will be saved. Right. So I'm standing on my uh, on God's word for the household, and I'm praying that the household includes all my biological relatives. I also pray John fourteen six over my brother and his family and others that I want them to understand the truth that Yeshua is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. And uh, I also pray uh, for healing. The, you know, the last page on this booklet has to do with healing. And so uh, Psalm 103, 1 through 5 talks about this. When you pray this verse, you're telling your soul to bless God and bless him because you remember his benefits. And here they are. He forgives your sin. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from the pit. He crowns you with loving kindness and compassions. He satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like an eagle. And and finally, the, the last scripture I just want to talk about, really having to do with healing, but also the spiritual battle. You know, I think COVID right now is a spiritual battle, and it's raging. And, and so we need a scripture like Revelations 12 to, to uh, win this battle. And it, it explains to us that there's an accuser going before God day and night trying to divide us. He speaks lies against us and it wears us down with all types of issues. But as we read on in Revelation 12, we see that there is a solution because we have overcome the accuser through, number one, the blood of the Lamb. And this is, comes from our belief, our faith, our acknowledgement. We can pray the blood of the Lamb over the doorpost of our heart, right? Secondly, 
the word of our testimony. Don't be afraid to give God the glory. Speak of what he's done for you. Attribute your blessings to his grace and mercy. Give a testimony. I was telling the congregation this past week that, you know, as I walk and pray and I see some of my neighbors, I say, good morning, good morning. And, um, you know, instead of saying, may God bless you or something that would potentially start a conversation about the Lord. I mean, certain simple things. I mean, look, we can all have big testimonies, but just a testimony of putting God in the conversation immediately is a great thing to do. Also, don't love your life even in the face of death. In other words, die daily. Take up your cross and follow Yeshua. So the scripture has tremendous authorities, and you spend time praying scripture, it's going to increase your faith. It will, um, you know, praying scripture will encourage you, give you great uh, expectations. Praying for people to come to know Yeshua is praying the will of God. Praying for healing is the action of faith. Praying for healing is the works that we must perform to have our faith be considered. And so, join with me each and every day, each and every week, and pray Scripture, and let us expect God to do something amazing. Well, with the time I have left, I just want to talk a little bit about Shavuot. Shavuot is, as I said, it's a Moedim, it's an appointed time. And it's Shavuot means Feast of Weeks or Pentecost. And it begins this evening, Sunday evening. It's about the spring harvest. It's about God giving Israel the law on Mount Sinai. And it's a celebration of entering into a covenant of formal agreement between God and Israel. It was like a marriage agreement between God and Israel, yeah. And traditionally on Shavuot, the book of Ruth is read. Some reasons that the traditional ideas of why we do that is the book of Ruth takes place at the time of the barley harvest of Shavuot. Secondly, Ruth staying with Naomi and taking on her religious faith reflects the Israelites' acceptance of the Torah at Sinai. Both were covenants, right? And thirdly, King David, who was thought to have died around the time of Shavuot, according to rabbinic tradition, He's mentioned at the end of the book of Ruth, being that King David was her great-grandson. So when they talked about lineage. And in the Brit Hadashah, the New Covenant, Shavuot is a celebration of the gift of God's Spirit. We see it in Acts 2.4. It says they were all filled with the Ruach HaKodesh and began to speak in other tongues as the Ruach enabled them to speak out. So this is a kind of the marriage of two days, 1,500 years apart, um, but one getting the law and the other getting the spirit. Let, let's explain it this way. You know, as with, we've been counting the Omer, and tomorrow we finish that. And it's part of participating in God's Moedim, his appointed times. Every day we count let us be reminded of the link between Passover, which commemorates the Exodus and God delivering his people. 
and Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks, which commemorates the giving of the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, or first five books of Moses. And then 1,500 years later, on that very same day, God pours out his Holy Spirit. It reminds us that the redemption from slavery was not complete until we received the Torah, God's Word, and the power of his Spirit. God's Word is truth. Yeshua, praying to the Father in John seventeen seventeen says, Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. It also reminds us that God's Spirit, we don't have the ability to understand his word that was given on Mount Sinai, nor the strength to apply it and keep it, or have the power to follow Yeshua without the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, and thus the marriage of these two days Uh, 1,500 years apart for Shavuot. You know, on this day, we receive real freedom through God's Word and through His Spirit. Now, some Christians have seen this as the birth of the Christian church. And Jewish people have seen it as the birth of their relationship with the Lord. So both groups see it as a corporate relationship with Christ. God, the same date, but as I mentioned, 1,500 years apart. So in Leviticus 23, uh, this is what it says about Shavuot. You are to bring out your houses, two loaves of bread for a wave offering made of two-tenths of an ephah of fine flour. They are to be baked with chametz, or leaven, as first fruits of Adonai. So there are two loaves of bread which are leaven. They have leaven in it, in other words, representing sin. And, you know, 50 days ago, uh, when we were celebrating Passover, we used unleavened bread. But that signified Yeshua, who was without sin. During Shavuot, I believe these two loaves represent both Jew and Gentile. Because both are sinners, both having leaven, right? Both needing Yeshua for atonement, both needing the power of the Holy Spirit. And when the high priest waves these two loaves, it represents one in Messiah, one new man. Separate groups, but one in Messiah. Unity that only our high priest, Yeshua, can make possible with the power of the Holy Spirit. This Look, this is my interpretation, but I believe as you study God's word, its meaning and application, I I think, is, is right on. And further on, it says in Leviticus 23, 21, you're to make a proclamation on the same day that there is to be a holy convocation and you should do no regular work. This is a statute forever in all your dwellings throughout your generations, which means you have services, which we're doing tonight, and you're invited at six o'clock in Tampa, seven o'clock in Wesley Chapel, um, that there's no work on that day. And we do this forever and throughout our generations. In verse 22, it says, Now when you reap the harvest of your land, you're not to reap to the furthest corners of your field or gather the gleaning of your harvest. Rather, you're to leave them for the poor and the outsider. I am Adonai, your God. So during this holy day, we are to give to the poor from the blessings that God has given us. And we are also to share the good news with the poor, the poor in spirit. You know, the amazing blessings that God has given us by calling us into his kingdom. 
You know, Yeshua is the word made flesh, John 1, 14, and the word became flesh and tabernacled among us. Yeshua is the word made flesh. He showed us that the only way to have a personal relationship with God is through Yeshua, where it says, I am the truth, uh, the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Look, Yeshua is the word made flesh. We get a more complete picture when Yeshua explains to us the role of the Holy Spirit who comes when he leaves. In John fourteen twenty six, it says, But the Helper, the Ruach HaKodesh, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of everything that I said to you. And in John 16, we get a greater understanding, verse 7. But I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Verse 8, when he comes, he'll convict the world about sin, righteousness, and judgment concerning sin. Oh, so Lord, I pray for the Holy Spirit to just come into our world, right? Okay, let me continue reading. Because they do not believe in me concerning righteousness, because I am going to the Father and you will no longer see me. And concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world has been judged. I still have much more to tell you, but you cannot handle it now. But when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but whatever he hears, he will tell you, and he will declare you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, meaning Yeshua, because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you everything that the Father has is mine. For this reason, I said the Ruach will take from what is mine, and declare it to you. Another indication of the divinity of Yeshua. Look, Yeshua opened up the word of God to the the disciples' eyes. You know, they 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 read it. They understood some of it, but they you know they needed some clarification. Even on the road to Emmaus, after Yeshua was resurrected, and the. They had to get that illumination. And so in Luke 24, 44, it says, These are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you. Everything written concerning me and the Torah of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand scripture. And he said to them, So it is written that Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day. But their understanding didn't seem complete until the power of the Holy Spirit came upon them in Acts 2. And that's where Peter got his strength and his revelation. You know, the Holy Spirit brought an understanding of Scripture. The Holy Spirit brought the power uh, in his life. The Holy Spirit uh, gave, gives all of us the power to recognize and overcome sins. So Shavuot is a holy day, an appointed day of God. Shavuot plays a key role in our intimacy and maturity with the Lord. I believe that's based on our relationship with him. We can talk about it, teach about it, but you know, when we pray, we it, it demonstrates it, right? So I'll pray in a second. I just want to remind you that uh, we have services tonight at six and tomorrow at Wesley Chap in Tampa, and tomorrow 
uh, Wesley Chapel uh, tonight also, sorry, at 7 p.m. And that is a special Shavuot service. So come join us. Come with next Tuesday. Don't forget our prayer meeting on Facebook on live, uh, Facebook live. And, uh, you know, if, if you are led by the Lord to help support this program, we would certainly appreciate it. Let's close in prayer. O Lord, rain down, O heavens from above, and let the clouds pour down justice. Let the earth open up, let salvation sprout, and the righteousness spring up with it. I, Adonai, have created it. Lord, let salvation, Yeshua, sprout in our hearts, in our lives. And I pray that the Lord would be our first priority. May he grow in within us and our desire to have a heart more like him, more like Yeshua, more like the heart of Messiah. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.